Welcome to another episode of the Two Shots Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Garcia. Today, we'll be joined by my co-host, Thomas the Spurs Dude Vega, also known as TTSD. We'll be recapping the Spurs' big win over the Houston Rockets, 100-83. And we're going we're gonna to break down the game and talk about how they beat the Rockets. I mean, they really handed it to them in this game. And what it means for the Spurs moving forward and where are they going to move up in the standings? I mean, are they going to be able to finally be get a win and solidify their place in the playoff run? We'll talk about that and a little bit more on an all-new episode of the Two Shots Podcast starting now. All right, Thomas, Spurs get the big win over the Houston Rockets. Rockets almost had a full squad minus Chris Paul, and I don't feel sorry for them. Not one bit, <laughs> but the Spurs put it on them. I mean, they ended the Rockets 11 game win streak by a score of 100 to 83. And when they beat the Rockets today and you look at the stat line, I mean, they just pounded them points in the paint. Rockets had 32. Spurs had 48. Second chance points, Rockets had nine, Spurs had 15. Fast break points, you should always expect this to go in the Rockets' favor. Today, they had seven points. And today, the Spurs had 19 fast break points. That's big time for the Spurs. I mean, they in any, in any way you break this game down, the Spurs wanted to send a message to the Rockets and the rest of the league. And that message, I think, was because once again, we heard heard some rumors about Kawhi Leonard. And you know what? I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of dealing with it. And I think the Spurs feel the same way. And today they just wanted to say, we don't need Kawhi. We can win without him. We're a good team and we're going to prove it to everybody else. What did you think about the game today, Thomas? Yeah, you know, today's game against the Rockets, uh, you know, the Spurs came out to play. Um, they executed very well. Their defense was on par. Um, you know, we had some big games from LaMarcus Aldridge tonight. He had 23 points, uh, 14 rebounds, two assists, and three blocks for LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, also, you know, uh, there was about five players in double figures tonight. And in the second highest score uh, for the Spurs was Rudy Gay. He was very active tonight. He had 21 off the bench. Uh, with three rebounds, two steals, and one block, uh, nine of 13 from the field. I mean, he was very efficient. He had a plus-minus of a plus 20. I mean, he was very efficient tonight, and he really helped them uh, in transition where he was, you know, uh, he had a block on Eric Gordon this one play, and uh, Ginobili got the ball, and then he just gave it right back to Rudy Gay, ran all the way down the court, back in transition, just dunked it, I mean, on a fast-break dunk. Uh, and uh, Rudy Gay was very active tonight, but man, I mean, LaMarcus Aldridge and Rudy <laughs> Gay were, they were huge tonight. Uh, and, you know, this is a this is a positive win for the Spurs because I, I think a lot of people almost expected the Spurs not to, to not to win this game today. Myself this, included. I was I was part of that that crew, which I didn't think the Spurs would actually win this game. So you include me in that in that boat. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was one of those games, but. Uh, I think with Chris Paul not playing, uh, you know, Chris Paul's a very important piece of that Rockets team because without him, their offense doesn't flow 
the way that it normally does. Ah, they're missing and their general. You, you, you could see um, just his absence in this game that it was it was felt. You know, they weren't yeah. really playing, you know, as fluently as they normally do. But, hey, you know, no one's going to feel sorry for you if you decide to rest the guy. The Spurs have been playing without Kawhi Leonard the whole season, so no one's felt sorry for them. So we're definitely not going to feel sorry for the Rockets. Oh, um, no. <laughs> not, not one bit. Chris Paul. Yeah, so, you know, it is, you know, you still got to go out there and play the game. And, uh, you know, today the Spurs executed very well. Uh, defensively, they were, you know, locking down on Harden. You know, they made it tougher for James Harden today. Um, I think Harden was... He had the audacity uh, to complain after yeah, the was, game. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, in this game, he was he shot 8 for 19 from the field. Um, you know, he had 25 points, but he was a negative of minus 19 with a plus minus of nine, negative 19 in this game. So, you know, he was not as efficient or effective, uh, a lot of flopping on his on his end, and also there was a couple of plays where he was fouling. Yeah, he had about five fouls in this game, and I mean he was just complaining. You know, there's I don't understand the thing with James Harden. Why is he complaining? He gets one of the most calls. Yeah, in the entire NBA you can't breathe on him. It's and a foul. The one game, you know, they finally call fouls on him. He wants to complain about it. This is a guy that has no business opening up his mouth. He gets the benefit of the whistle almost every night. This guy was just, you know, complaining. And, you know, he fouled Tony Parker on one play. He he complained that Parker hooked him. That was a whole load of crap. <laughs> you know, James Harden, you know, you know, he, he he was finally getting a taste of his own medicine. You know, there was one play I think he fouled. I forgot who it was uh, from the three-point line. He fouled somebody, and he, you know he was upset that they called it on him. But this guy gets that same call every night. You don't get to complain if you're James Harden. What you get to do is you get to shut up and go play ball. And if you don't like it, take your butt to the bench. Guy you know, it way. That's, that's what they everybody says to James Harden. Guy it way. You know, so I, you know, that's just the thing with Harden. But this is why a lot of people don't really trust the Rockets in the playoffs because games like today, you know, are they going to fold in the playoffs or are they going to be able to go all the way? They can't take that pressure, man. It's a pressure. One of the main, that's one of the main concerns with the Rockets is, and it's like that every year, you know, they look good in the regular season, but then playoffs come around and something, you know, everything goes the wrong way, you know? So whatever, you know, that case is, you know, and Mike D'Antoni, too, was kind of getting frustrated as well this game with the team because he was like, come on, guys. I mean, we need to play better than this. We can't just, you know, play last lackadaisical basketball. It's just the Spurs. He was probably saying that to them. It's just the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, you know, but he was kind of getting pissed off himself, you know, because they weren't really, I guess, they were, it was almost like a trap game to him, I think, because they weren't really taking it as serious. But at the same time, you got to go out there and you got to play because you can't just, it's the NBA. You can't take nights off and expect teams to roll over. The Spurs came out to play and they got some defensive stops and they pretty much put it on the Rockets tonight. Yeah, I think really what's going on with James Harden in this game in particular is he was bothered by the Spurs defense. The Spurs played outstanding defense from start to finish. They really I mean, they were just on him in it made him work for every single shot that he got. And he was just not used to people suffocating him. And it's the same 
kind of thing that happens with Stephen Curry. If you play on him and you just smother him and you make him work and you make him push you out of the way, they don't like that because a shooter wants space and they need to be able to push off people and give them a little elbow or a little shoulder here and there, you know, get away with the tug and they just create that quick space and it's less than a second or a second and that's, you know, fast enough for them to get a shot off and that's how they play their game. In particular, James Harden and Stephen Curry. But when you bother them like a pesky fly or a little gnat, they can't stand it. You know, and you look at his stat line and not only, you know, his game wasn't the norm, but he also had five turnovers on the night as well, which means the Spurs defense was suffocating him and he was making bad decisions because he was succumbing to the pressure. And that's the thing with the Rockets. And this is the thing that I even said the other day. The Rockets' Achilles heel, and it's just like the Golden State Warriors. Once you get into their minds, once you get into their heads, and you annoy the hell out of them, from there, they have mental collapses. And when they collapse mentally, it's like a snowball effect. Everything just seems to go downhill from there. And that's what the Spurs are good at, you know? And right now, that the, the way that the Spurs are playing, it's a surprise to me. This game actually made a statement and it made the league and I think everybody else take notice of them, which they had discounted them before, including a lot of Spurs fans here in San Antonio. Spurs fans weren't the normal. You know, they're not, oh, Spurs, 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 you know, waving flags, car flags and all that. These A lot of these fans have gone into hiding. And now that the Spurs are winning and they had a big game like this against the Rockets, they're going to come out and they're going to say, oh, yeah, I'm a Spurs fan. Well, you know what? Where were you before the, you know, when the team wasn't that good? You know, my my thing is, if you don't root for the team when they're not having a great season in the beginning, you know, they they had some things they had to figure out. They had some stretches where it was hard for them to, you know, come into their own. They had to figure things out with these new players. And now that they're playing probably some of the best ball of the season, these fans are going to come out and say, Let's go Spurs. Great for cheering for the team. But my thing is, if you didn't cheer for them in the beginning, why are you going to cheer for them now? You know, you can't be a fair weather fan. Either you're a fan or you're not. There's no in between. You know, you you are there for your team through the good and the bad. You know, and that kind of just irritates me. <laughs> I don't know if it irritates you, Thomas. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, you're going to always have fans that are like that up and down, you know, and I think a lot of it is just frustration, you know, not a lot of Spurs fans are used to them, you know, not playing well. And I think, you know, it's because of the expectations that everybody has. And, you know, when the Spurs don't, you know, play up to those standards, I think, you know, people just, you know, they get chief Yeah. You know, they get fussy, just like babies get fussy whenever <laughs> they don't get their milk. <laughs> it's a little fussy. <laughs> You know, and uh, but that just comes with the part of being, you know, used to always winning and being spoiled. And it's uh, it's pretty much what kids do and they don't get their way. <laughs> so I think after this win now, you know, the Spurs beat the Rockets. I believe they're going to be they're still in the four seat because we still have to wait to see what happens with some of the other teams. But they're really close to basically solidifying, um, you know, a playoff spot or a playoff berth because there's only so many games left and you have basically at the end, the bottom of the barrel, 
you have the Pelicans and the Nuggets. And, you know, and the Nuggets, I don't think they're going to be able to make the playoffs, but you have the Pelicans, you have the Nuggets, the Pelicans, and the Jazz. Pelicans and the Jazz right now are fighting for their playoff lives. Either they're going to maybe switch or flip-flop near the end of the season. I think the Pelicans are going to stay at 8, and I believe the Jazz will stay at 7. They have the same identical record right now. And, man, it's going to be tough. Because you look at once you go from 8 to 7, you have the Jazz and the Pelicans, right? 43 and 43. Above that, you have the Oklahoma City Thunder at 44 and 33. Timberwolves at 44 and 33. And then it jumps to the Spurs at 45 and 32, which are, are sitting at number four. The play, the the Trailblazers are 47 and 29. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know if the Spurs can catch the Blazers because their schedule, the Spurs schedule is a little bit tougher. But if the Spurs keep playing like this, they might be able to leapfrog over the Blazers, man, and get that third seed. You know, that's that's within striking distance, realistically, especially if we get some help. But my question is, do we really want that third position? Do we want that three seed, Thomas? Well, um, you know, if the Spurs can play the way they played the Rockets today, if they can play like this against any team, they're more than capable of beating anybody in the NBA, you know. Um, and hopefully, you know, this is a turn in the right direction. Hopefully they kind of, you know, break out of that, you know, shooting slump. Um, and it's, it's a good thing to see because a game like this, I think gives them a little more confidence. And if you can beat the Rockets, you can beat anybody. If the Rockets are the best team in the NBA and you go out there and beat them, of course, you know, Chris Paul didn't play and all, but you know, that's still a positive motivating win. And if they can carry that on to these remaining games in the regular season, play with that same mentality, that same physicality, then I don't see why they couldn't uh, beat any of these teams. You know, to be honest with you, I'd rather they stay at the four seed because if they're a four seed, they would actually start the playoffs at home uh, and they would start against the, well, they would play the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. So if you have the eighth seeded, Pelicans facing off against the Rockets if the playoffs started today, and then you would have the Warriors and Jazz. That would leave the Trailblazers and the Thunder to do battle. That would actually be a hell of a series. And whoever comes out of that, they're going to be tired as hell. You know, and then the Spurs yeah. will probably play the winner of that series. So I think if that occurred, the Spurs would actually have a easier path if they stayed at the number four seed to the Western Conference Finals. You know, and we just let the the one and two seeds really battle it out with everybody else to get, you know, back to the, you know, hopefully try to get back to the finals. But I think the Rockets and the Warriors would have a, a tougher task because these other teams are no slouches. They they have been putting it together as of late and they have a good young nucleus of players that they got nothing to lose. You know, so I think they're going to give them a run for their money. You know, the Rockets and the, and the Warriors. So. I'm perfectly happy with the Spurs staying at the four seat. You know, if this if they can close out the season and they, you know, stay at four, I think they have a a great opportunity to have a a better shot of winning of getting to the Western Conference Finals and beating some of these other teams. You know, to me that would just be the easier easier road, and nothing's easy, of course. But when you're looking at these other teams that you would face in the first round, you really don't want the the Blazers. You know, and you really don't want to open up against OKC. You know, if you can avoid them and, you know, 
by all costs until the second round, that that was just, you know, better for them from a strategic standpoint. But we'll see what happens. There's only a handful of games left. Uh, Next up for the Spurs, I believe they're going to be playing the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, no, they're going to play the Clippers first, then the Lakers. They're going to play the Clippers on Tuesday, late late tip-off at 9.30 p.m., and then they're going to play the, the Lakers on Wednesday, another late tip-off at 9.30 p.m. These two games are games that they have to win, man. These are games that they can't they can't just give up. You know, if they can win these two games, I mean, wow, man, they, they put themselves in a really great spot. I mean, what do you think, Thomas? Yeah, you know, I think they, and like I said earlier, I think they can beat anybody uh, as long as they play the same way they played the Rockets. I, I think they can beat, they can beat the Clippers. They can beat the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers won't have Isaiah Thomas, so that's a game they should really take advantage of. Uh, you know, and that's if Lonzo Ball plays. That's if he's still not hurt because I know he hasn't played. Um, I don't think he played the last game for the Lakers, so. You know, they might be without Lonzo. They might be without – well, they're going to be without Isaiah Thomas for sure. So that's these type of games you want to take advantage of. Um, I think that's a game that Murray can take advantage of. Uh, Mills and Parker can try to take advantage of that. Um, but I think overall, yeah, I think these. I think the Spurs can win these games. Like I said, they just got to play with that same mentality, same physicality, same intensity that they played today with the Rockets, and they can beat anybody. True enough, you know, and I just wanted to let everybody know that we do have a watch party. It's going to probably be our last watch party of the season coming up. We're going to be having it at the Leaky Barrel. Uh, it's on uh, Fredericksburg Road. It's going to be against the Trailblazers, and that's going to be a great matchup. It starts at 8 p.m. Tip-off is at 8 p.m., and that would be Saturday, April the 7th. We invite everybody to come out and watch this, you know, great matchup, this great, great game uh, with the Spurs and the Blazers. So come on out, you know, enjoy the game with us and let's get the crowd going and get, you know, a chant going of go Spurs go. And we'll be at the game. I know I'll be at the game with my friend Taro. Uh, I believe uh, my buddy Rick, uh, Spurs Nation Bella is going to be there. And my buddy Ed, we're going to be at the Kings game on April the 9th. We're going to be hanging out there with our friend Taro Kotani which is going to be flying in from Japan this weekend. He's going to be enjoying the game uh, on the 7th at the AT&T Center and again on that uh, Monday on the 9th. So we'll be there. If you you happen to see us, come over and say hi to us. And shout out to you, Clint Proctor. I saw Clint Proctor earlier today when I was enjoying the Jam Fest, which was part of that NCAA Music Festival. He was standing in front of me and I was like, what are you doing, dude? And then he was like, oh man, you're Joe. And I said, yeah, I'm Joe. So we kind of you know, who said hi to each other. It was a weird, you know, moment there because I was like, dude, you're in my way. And then he moved. Then he came back and said, hey, what's up? So shout out to you, Clint Proctor. And um, yeah, man, it's we'll just see what happens moving forward with this Spurs team. But I'm excited, man. I can't be more proud of this team, you know, and what they've been able to accomplish as of late. And you know what, Thomas, that 51 season, it's still alive, man. They they can if they can just not lose any games going forward, they're going to win, the, you know, 50 games. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, uh, it's very possible that they can still get it. Like I said, if they can get these remaining games on the regular season, uh, it's very possible that they can get those 50 wins. Wouldn't that be something, though? I mean, to go and finish the season 
on a win streak and carry that momentum into a into the playoffs. I mean, that would be like big time for them. You know, that from a mental aspect, showing that, you know what, you are a good team and you can win without Kawhi Leonard. You know, to me, that's just like a big statement and a big, you know, throwing shade to Kawhi saying, you know what, it'd be great to have you back, but we don't necessarily need you in order to to keep winning. You know, we're better with you, but we're still good without you. You know, I think that's their mentality right now. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, uh, the Spurs... They're more than capable of winning without Kawhi Leonard. You know, game a game like tonight or today, like how they played the Houston Rockets, uh, they're more than capable. Um, now obviously, there have been games in the past where it looked like we've struggled. Um, but then there's games where they have games like these uh, where they play really great defense, you know. And a lot of it has to do with just playing smart. If you, yeah. you know, cut down on your turnovers, if you – play good defense and if you can hit your wide open shots and make the best out of your offense then you can win on any given yeah. night play it, spurs it basketball down to how yeah it's, uh, it comes down to how well the spurs execute yeah today they were on man and if they can continue and they can keep this momentum moving forward sky's the limit for this team you know even without Kawhi leonard so you know i'm just going to tackle it from that standpoint and moving forward I believe, you know, I've always believed in this team, but I mean, I, I see good things coming out of them at the right time right now. I think they're starting to figure it out and they're starting to gel together as a unit and really come together. So this is big time for them. I mean, this is one of these games where you would have, you know, this is just sending a message and you would have just thought, you know, the Spurs were going to come in here and, and put up a valiant effort. But, you know, eventually the Rockets would pull away, but that was not the case. So to me, they need a, you know, Spurs need to give themselves a big pat on the back. We, they need a good clap, a round of applause from all Spurs of nation out there. And you know what? Believe in this team. You know, go out, support them. Bring out the flags. Pena las velas. You know, bring out everything you got. You know, don't hold back, Spurs nation. Come out, support your team. You know, get out, get get crazy, get this town hyped. You know, we need some some much needed energy. Fiesta is just around the corner. You know, I think next week we have the Putti Strawberry Festival. And then a week later, it's going to be Fiesta. So your Spurs have a really good shot of making the playoffs. They're going to make a good playoff run this year. It's going to be the way nature intended. Spurs and playoffs, you know, and Fiesta go hand in hand. Let's celebrate San Antonio. Something to be proud of. You know, this is something that. I think all of us kind of take for granted, but this is something that this year in particular, Spurs fans, come out, support your team, be proud of them. Look at what they've accomplished this season. This is big time, you know? And I don't say that with just a grain of salt or or real, you know, lackadaisical. Like, what they've been able to do this season, Thomas, is nothing short of a miracle. Do you agree? Yeah, uh, what they've done this year... Uh, with all the injuries that they've had with the Kawhi Leonard saga that they, you know, all the rumors that have been spread around like peanut butter on a sandwich. <laughs> <I> mean, <it's> <laughs> just, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you know, they've, they've done a good job. They've done a good job of keeping themselves in playoff contention and let alone being the fourth seed, you know, it, you know, who would have saw that about ago. a week ago, right? I mean, really, who would have saw that the Spurs would have 
made it to the fourth seed, right? Yeah, you know, it it almost looked like at one point where they'd be the eighth seed. Yeah, uh, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. You know, sometimes you're gonna have your moments where you struggle, and your ups and your downs. And I think the Spurs have held it held it together um, for as best as they can. And you know, they've held this puzzle together with you know the glue that they have left. Uh, it's not easy to do it, especially without your best player not on the floor. Um, but they've been able to uh, keep it together. Yeah, they've they've been able to pull it together and keep, you know, they keep moving forward with what they have, and that's the epitome of Spurs basketball. So we'll go ahead and end this episode of the Two Shots podcast. So remember, Spurs Nation, go out there and support your team. You all take care, be safe, and go Spurs, go.